a martini shaken not Shocking. Positively shocking. Hello, awesome listeners, and welcome to the Movie Masturbate. I'm Sam Hurley. You might recognize me from such podcasts as Movie Reviews and 20 Qs, or unfortunately the subject of several true crime podcasts on public nuisances. <laughs> I am your host and judge for this evening on what is our inaugural episode of the Movie Masturbate. But wait, you don't know the rules to the Movie Masturbate? Well, why the fuck would you? It's our first attempt at this, and here goes. Shortly, I'm going to introduce three people who will make up Team Positive Posse. They're going to be taking turns presenting an argument why this episode's movie, It, from 2017, is a good movie. But alternating between them and competing against them is the Negatrons, who will be arguing why this movie sucks. To mix things up, a member from each opposite team will be drawn at random and will try and retort their competitors' points. Whoever wins the round will get a point, and we'll tally the points at the end before going on to the championship round, where these guys will be playing for three points. A representative from each team will make their final case on behalf of their team for why it's good or why it sucks. Now guys, I will be judging based on presentation, facts, passion, logic, and of course the quality of your insults. Now I have no bias when it comes to the movie whatsoever, and I can be swayed either way. I also have no bias when it comes to all of you competitors, as I dislike you all equally. But enough of that, (laughs) let's meet the teams, and we'll go through it alphabetically. First up from the Positive Posse, it's Daniel from the IMDb Journey Podcast. How are you, Daniel? Captain, I guess you could say, since I'm first in line, I'm doing well, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Next up, it's Duty from the Shaken Not Nerd podcast. How are you, Duty? Uh, I'm planning a mutiny already, um, but <laughs> uh, we'll just see how it goes. <laughs> That's what I want to hear. And finally, Paul from the Countdown podcast. How are you, Paul? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Excellent. Now we move on to the Negatrons. First up, it's B Dizzle from the We Watch the Fig podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how are you, <laughs> B Dizzle? <laughs> Firstly, I don't know what's so funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good, though. I'm, I'm heaps better than this movie, so. Ooh. Ooh. I'm not allowing it. We haven't started the time yet. I'm just going to pretend I didn't hear that. The truth. Oh, good. The soundboard's <laughs> oh, here. Yeah, the soundboard's here. Fucking hell. And we've got the other half. Some might say the cuter half of the IMDb journey. Dean, how are you, Dean? Yeah, feeling exceptionally cute today. Thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> you must have a new haircut. Excellent. I actually do, like two days ago. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. And then finally, we have Topher from We Watch The Thing. How are you, Toph? Oh, well, I wasted the better part of three hours with Chapter 2 today, so I'm pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I'm going to judge these guys, and let me get this out of the way first, okay? This is pretty much every New Zealander's wet stream is judging a bunch of Australians and having them suck up to him. This is like, <laughs> fucking, I've got the biggest heart on I've ever had in my entire life. Can't get over it. But I'm going to need help judging these guys, you know, assessing the quality of their insults. And of course, if you're going to do that, you need to bring in Wayne from the Countdown Podcast. How are you, Wayne? What up, kids? I'm doing all right. What's up? I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I stand resolute. <laughs> Shut up, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't bring you a jizz bag fucking thing onto this show, you fucking... <laughs> That's all right. The infection Sorry. is spreading. <laughs> Okay, Positive Posse, you guys are up first. Pick someone from your team to lead you off. And once you guys have picked that person, I'm going to tell you who will be retorting you. Well, surely this self-proclaimed captain should go first. 
Yeah, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> what a way to start. And a cruel twist of fate. You're never going to guess who your retorter is. It's Dean. <laughs> oh. oh, what an easy win. <laughs> beat him up. Beat him up. I'll tell you what. With 2017's It, the characters that you have in this film are just incredibly fleshed out. These young kids and the camaraderie they have between each other is just, it's stellar. The acting on from all these people is astounding for so for such young actors in the game to come in and, and just create this awesome team of young kids who are just working together. It's set in the eighties as well. Like if you feel their their spirit as they journey around trying to solve what the hell is going on with this Pennywise and why these kids are missing. You've got each individual character who has their own sort of personality as well. You got Beverly here, who's the only female in the group, but she's she's she teaches them as well about femininity. She's the one who's who's having a, one of the most difficult times at home with her rapey dad along the way here. You've got <laughs> Richie, the smartass of the crew, who's just a little downright shit, but Finn Wolfhard plays it fantastic. You can tell mm. he's had a bit of experience with this, you know, from Stranger Things. You've got bloody, who's the other guy? Eddie. Jack Dylan Grazer, I mean, you can tell why he got the role in um, Sh- uh, Shazam because of this this neurotic little kid who he he knows he knows his shit, but everyone just gives him hell for it because back in the eighties when you're around in a kid group like this, you're not supposed to act like that. You're supposed to be cool and, and you know give a shit. But this guy, he's so you know he he he's worried about absolutely everything. It's it's honestly it's fantastic. I could keep, I'm gonna save a bit more of my characters for later, but I want to hear why Dean thinks these characters aren't good at all. <clears throat> You describe, you open by describing. <laughs> Gee, thank you. I only said a few words there. <laughs> you open by saying these characters are fleshed out. That is a load of shit. <laughs> these, these are characters who are the ultimate stereotypes we got here. We got the fat one, the girl one, the nerdy one. I can't believe how little these characters are fleshed out, how underdeveloped all these characters are. Tell me who has an arc in this story. It's ridiculous. You say Finn Wolfhard was good. All he is doing here is riding his fucking wave from Stranger Things. <laughs> That's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. This is what lazy the soundboard, lads. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, have at it, guys. Let's go at it, Jello. What the fuck are you doing, Paul? <laughs> just fuck off. <laughs> can, I, can I just ask you? Can I just ask you, mate? Do you, what do you think of Stand By Me? Stand by Me is a classic. Okay, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of Corey Feldman's character? Is he not Richie? Do you not like Corey Feldman? So character? you admit that all this film is doing is taking things that worked so well in the past it's a, and dredging it up into this new film. You're saying these kids are stereotypes. This film they is appealing exact- to all these people who haven't seen much, much, much better versions of it. Is this a Stand that, by Me or is this meant to be a horror? These, these characters are exactly like they portray those characters the same as they do in Stand By Me. What is the difference here? They act perfect in this film. I don't understand how you can go and say Stand By Me where these these characters, these set, what's an 80s film, how they go on a journey compared to It here where it's basically the same thing. And you say, oh, no, this one's shit compared yeah, to Stand them. By Me was made in the 80s. It feels authentic. This stuff here, like you've even said before that you felt like the 80s nostalgia was overdone in this film. When did I say that? In your review that I just read. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, argue with yourself, Hendo. Good luck. At least I had some detailed words to say. What was the what was the one you said? The two word it's shit. It's shit, (laughs) half a star. And I rated that two years ago before I ever knew I would have to come on a podcast and defend that. 
Half a star. It's not like you're giving it five what your, stars. What were your actual detailed thoughts of the film? Then? Oh, that's right. You turned it off. You didn't have an idea about three this film. Three fucking times I tried to watch this film. <laughs> three times. And every single fucking night I fell asleep. And I'm not even saying it was like one o'clock in the morning. It's like 8.30. I'm trying to watch you this movie. You cannot use that as it a debate. It is so boring. You no, are, this you are is, the most this is a debate. You are one of those tiredest people I've ever met in my life. We sit there and watch like fucking action films. And you're like... <laughs> I have never fallen asleep in a movie until I watched it. I've right? seen, Fact. I've seen, you Fact. Do, I've seen you record an episode of our show. And I'm like, oh, Dean, what do you have something to say? And you're well, asleep. Obviously, has anyone listened to our show? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I will throw our show under the bus just to make the point that it is fucking boring and the characters and performances in it do not help it at all. Let's look at someone like Henry, this bully. Explain this character to me. The first fucking time we see this guy, he says, oh, oh you know, I've, I've given you eight months off because, you know, Georgie and all that stuff. What? Since when is this character ever going to be that empathetic again? There's no reason to. Yeah, exactly. There's no consistency in this character. He will fucking torture kids and kill his dad, but he won't bully this kid because his brother died. Pennywise that did that to him. What are you talking about? He and he got him to do that. He was under the trance of Pennywise by the time he killed his oh, dad. Oh, we want to talk about Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. So Bill Skarsgård, fantastic. To me. Absolutely fantastic performance by, by Bill Skarsgård. You know, it's puts in a stellar performance. Ten times better than Tim Curry. No, I mean, that was shit. How was dare you? Terrible. Tim Curry terrible. cannot be touched. The, te- the Tim Curry Pennywise was a bloody, an actual clown, a laugh out loud clown. No. Penny- Bill, Bill Skarsgård. Bill Skarsgård. What he does with what he does with his eyes, his crazy eyes. Oh, anyone can go fucking cross-eyed. It's, it's, oh, you're not part of this. Hey, you're not no, part no, of this. Good point. That wasn't cross-eyed. He was spreading his eyes the other way. And so heated. Oh, it's uh, so I, heated. I think we didn't expect anything less. Yeah, no, this shit is fucking brutal. You are all some brutal motherfucker. That's right. Captain Damn. Hindo's coming in hard. <laughs> Captain Hindo, you did come in very hard. Unfortunately, Dean just got you with too many good knocks there, mate. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to give that first round to Dean. Ding, 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 oh, ding, ding. How can you give it to man. Dean? He hasn't finished the film. Oh, that, yeah, that was heated. But yeah, Dean, sorry, man. He, he just got you a few too many times there, Dan. You, no, that's good, all right. Good. He, he needs a win against me. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, we'll take someone from the negative team now. And since we've completely fucked up how to work this out, we're going to just basically... Uh, <laughs> we'll go We'll go. B-Dizzle next. B-Dizzle, what are you talking about? And then we'll have your competitor um, uh, reveal themselves as to what they're talking about, basically. All right, I will be talking about plot and pacing and things of that variety. Okay. <coughs> excellent. I will be arguing the pro. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Niggatons, lead us off. Or Niggatons. Okay, so as I said, I'll be talking about plot. Or will I? Because what fucking plot? <laughs> <laughs> You you have you have literally the best book written by one of the best living horror writers today, and this is the fucking piece of shit you put out. Like seriously, in the book, the fifties is such a character, and here they're just trading on nostalgia. They updated to the eighties for no reason other than Stranger Things was a big hit at the time, and it just it adds absolutely nothing to the story of which there is none to begin with because it, let's just get rid of everything that Stephen King wrote and just have a fucking clown. Let's literally make it all about a clown just trying to terrorize these kids. Every scene is just, like the pacing is completely off. It's like it doesn't know whether it just wants to throw zingy one-liners out there or whether it wants to be a horror film because nothing is scary. Like there is not a single scary shot in this film. It's just a clown running at the camera 20 times in a row. And like, it just doesn't work on any level. There's as Dean already touched on the consistency is all over the place. Like I just, 
I, I just feel like I don't even have any more to say. I don't understand how this movie became so renowned. I want you to, re- to rebut me right now, Paul. I want to know what it is. I just want to know what it is you people love about this movie because I don't understand it. Well, let's begin, of course, with the tried and tested. Bitch, please. And I, didn't that. I didn't say that. He hit a damn button. <laughs> and move on to suggest that if you, good listener, and you, of course, judge Sam, Kiwi extraordinaire, oh. awesome individual, <laughs> Marvel cinematic good argument, hero sir. coming to be. There's some cum on your lips. I'm calling it. <laughs> no, keep going, if, Paul. Keep if going. you and indeed the listener would like to believe a man who somehow, somehow believes that Tommy Boy is a comically genius <laughs> film. When he I, tells will, you, I will go to my grave defending Tommy Boy. <laughs> when he tells you this film isn't funny, well then, be that on your head because this film is really funny. I think it's that's one of the great strengths is it crosses these genres. This film is a coming-of-age film as well as a horror film and it has some great comedic moments because it's a coming-of-age film. Of the 40-odd Stephen King adaptations that there have been, there's only a handful that are even half decent. The rest are all fucking pants. So, it was up against it from the get-go. There's no Frank Darabont attached to this. There's only Andy Machete, Gary Doberman, and Carrie Fukunawa, and another dude I can't remember off the top of my head who wrote the script. And they made the decision to move it to the 80s, not because they were trading on, on Stranger Things nostalgia, but because they needed to update it to make it relevant to the modern age and the kids who were going to go along and see this film. And you want to know how successful it was? It's not all about money. This 135-minute film made $700 million worldwide at the box office on a $35 million budget. This film killed it. It's the biggest September opening of all time. It's the biggest horror opening of all time. Actually, biggest take of a horror film of all time. It is absolutely incredible the phenomenon this film was because everybody responded to critics and audiences alike, except for these three tools on the opposite side of the table here, <laughs> to the fact that this spoke volumes. There was a character in there for everyone. I don't get too far into characters, but... In terms of that, there's something for everybody here. And in particular, I found that, yeah, you're, I oh, will 100% agree with one point. It's not that scary. It's not that frightening, but it is creepy. What are creepy. you doing, Paul? <laughs> oh, it's creepy. He's, it's thrown un- it. He's thrown it. Hold on. It's unsettling in places. That's the, the real power of this film. It's Anyone not- could go cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> if that's unsettling not to you, I'm using out. his lazy eye. If, if that's your strong point, he could go cross eyed. Like 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 we've said, his eyes go out, yes. not in. It's a lazy- you try and do that right now. I'd love to see it. Okay, I changed my mind. This film's awesome. <laughs> um, I, I think that really the pacing of this film is, is amazing. It starts off with a killer scene, which they did spoil a lot in the trailer, but having Georgie get his arm torn off, and that's perfectly played. It's like showing that we're playing for keeps here. Little kids can be killed, and... Are frequently through the course of the film. That scared my fanny off. Yeah, there you go. I, the man sitting next to me jumped three I times. Hit so his fucking arm! The kid's <laughs> fucking arm! You whoa, 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 whoa! But you're talking about Wayne, so <laughs> but he was that. representative of the cinema that I was in. We were in an advanced <laughs> screen, which was it was full to the rafters with people, and everyone was jumping out of their seats except for seasoned veterans like my good self. But uh, but even me, the, there's a scene where Pennywise folds out of this fucking fridge, and it's. It's creepy as fuck. Yes, it's, he's rushing at the camera after he does so, but it actually worked for me. And then the scene that everyone talks about, which is when he comes out of the steel pictures and is looming over the top of them. This is this is pretty good. I'd say better than that. I'd say this is magnificent horror filmmaking. I'm saying four-star territory. If you guys Ooh, sit there and fuck. shit all over it and, and <laughs> just like, you know, drop trail and try and shit on it, it makes no sense. It, makes, oh. it, it, comes from, it comes from a place of Tommy Boy love and I don't understand it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Everyone knows Beverly Hills Ninja was better. <laughs> oh, get out. Uh, I'm glad you're on no one's team there, Wayne. Uh, <laughs> the, interesting, Paul. Interesting. Okay, you two can now have at it. Look, I mean, you're right. The movie made a lot of money. It made nearly as much as Suicide Squad, so it must be a masterpiece. (laughs) You're absolutely right, Paul. You are absolutely right. Except Suicide Squad's a superhero film, which in and of itself means it will automatically make $800 million, and if it doesn't, then you're doing something very, very wrong, and I will now look at all the rest of the WB films. (laughs) Good counterpoint. It is the the book that got me into horror. Yeah, it's one of the best books ever written. It is. And of, and of course, you can't get 1,100 pages into five and a half hours of film. It's just not possible. This, this no, would but be you a- could try not fuck it up. <laughs> 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 what made the book so special is the way that it jumps between the adult timeline and the kids' timeline. To me, splitting them like this made absolutely no sense because the kids' timeline on its own, it's, just, it's not that interesting without that perspective of looking back. Well, you make that point, but it also jettisoned out things like, you know, Group sex orgy between children, Billy. So if you're behind that, <laughs> look, I'm not saying up, I want to see up, an 11 year old gangbang, and clearly Mr. King was on a lot of coke at the time. But if you <laughs> had to, you know what? That would have been a brave fucking move to put that in. I had to make that creative decision, and it's the only way that this film. Otherwise, if it gets halfway through the through the book and just stops, I mean, that's that's just never going to work. And it does it so much better than 1990 piece of shit miniseries that. Oh, don't you dare. <laughs> Don't you dare. Yes, 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 the 1990 miniseries is cheesy, but it is one of the most faithful King adaptations I've ever seen. And that is uh, actually its what? biggest strength. <laughs> so wait, the kid orgy was in that one? <laughs> <laughs> the 1990s one, while cheesy, it, it actually is so much more nuanced plot-wise and character-wise than this film. Like, it is much better execution, just cheesy as fuck. <laughs> I, I, you obviously remember things very differently through that Tommy Boy um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's lay off Tommy Boy. It's a <laughs> yeah, I'm going to call it, guys. I've heard enough from you both. Um, Billy, you're already on a hiding to nothing with the whole Tommy Boy comments. It was <laughs> straight out of the gate. Almost got offset by sucking up to the judge. I, I like it, but I don't love it. <laughs> but uh, I'm still going to give it to Paul. Paul, I think he had too many oh, points there to counter nice. Billy's argument. And then that moves us over to our final round, which is Duty getting retorted by Topher, and that is around production values. So, Duty, why don't you lead us off? Well, look, the production values of it... Before I start, I don't want to get... This is a debate about the film. This isn't a debate, a debate about some movie that someone else likes that has nothing to do with it. This is about the filming, this is about the production, and this is about the score and everything for this film. So, if you come around and say something about fucking Aquaman, fuck off. Number one. <laughs> But the production values, the score, the set designs, the costumes, everything about this film, even the small little details about it, is absolutely fucking fantastic. So, even now as we're talking, I've got this film on in the background. The score of this film is outstanding. Seeing in the first sort of opening scene with Georgie and Pennywise in the sewer, before Pennywise is introduced, it's that happy, charmy sort of music. But if you just listen to the score and sort of zone out with the conversation, or if you just listen to the soundtrack on Spotify, you can tell when, when, you know, when Pennywise is talking because the music goes from that happy, charming, and then it sort of goes into like the, you know, the, 
the notes of the score are missing keys and stuff like that. It's getting a bit weird. But then when it goes back to Georgie's shot, it goes back up into an uplifting sort of uh, sort of energy, if you will. And then, of course, when he gets his arm ripped off, we get the, the great sort of score. So the score for this film is outstanding. But even if you look at things such as the set design in the, in the bathroom where all the, the blood comes out of the sink, drenches the entire bathroom, and then later on in the film you see like there's one drop of blood that didn't get cleaned in certain shots you can actually see that one drop of blood that just hasn't been touched so it's that small tiny tiny pieces of attention to detail that you know when you watch the film back and you know back to front like i always do when i watch a fucking film is you notice those little small things that when you go back to it it sort of helps you immerse yourself in the world to sort of have a connection to the characters and all that sort of stuff like that and as a big score guy, the score for this film is fucking outstanding. Uh, Tofo, what have you got? So, re-watching this film the other night, which is something I never thought I would do again, but I did it just for you, Sam, because I respect you so much as a person. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, unsurprisingly, very poor experience. The only good thing about it was the locally produced Tempranillo that I smashed while doing it. <laughs> and... and you know, a nice bottle of wine would go nicely with a lot of this film because so much of it is shot in this kind of idyllic, sun-drenched sort of a way. Half the film looks like the sumptuous photography of Call Me By Your Name, not a horror film. And yeah, that might lend itself pretty well to the coming-of-age element of this film. But for a film that's called It and should maybe be about you know, fear, given that's what this guy's all about, the the film should be shot in a manner that lends itself to a curtain of fear falling upon this entire town, not just, isn't the weather nice, let's go jump on our bikes and have a rollicking good time. The film, let's, let, let's talk, let's talk effects. Um, it was brought up earlier, Pennywise coming out of the, which up until that point, the, the slideshow thing is a pretty cool scene. Then Pennywise comes out looking like a cartoon on celluloid and robs it of any tension or fear that it might otherwise have had. Now, it had a budget of $35 million, I think, which, like, for, for, for a big special effects film is not huge. It's nothing on, like, an MCU film, for instance. It is, however, more than twice the budget of a film that won an Oscar for visual effects in Ex Machina. Like, it can be done. You don't just have to revert to mm. weird camera shakes when Pennywise runs at the screen and once again rob a scene that could have had any tension of all of that, no matter how great the score was. Ooh, well done, boys. I, okay. I, 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 have, I, have, I, have I have a retort to, to said retort. Oh, go, go ahead, a, man. Let's get into it. The, 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 your opening point about the, about the film being sort of glazed in sun is the premise of the film is based at the end of the school year into the summer summer break. So the whole thing is yep you you know going back to an earlier point I didn't you know Henry didn't pick on Billy because he, because of Georgie died and that school ending they're going into summer they're outside of school they're outside of the protection of teachers and Pennywise is essentially he can go wherever he wants during his sort of 27 year that period in the 27 years of his sort of his feeding time and it sort of gives you that unsafe eeriness of it's summertime it's hot you know they're, they're running around they're swimming in like dams and all that sort of stuff but we see in a scene that pennywise is sitting by essentially a little river eating a kid's hand and waving to people with their hand like it's that sort of it doesn't matter what 
the location, the weather, anywhere. Like Pennywise will get you. And the whole sort of thing of the losers is it's a group of friends who they started off as four and then they go to, they grow to seven. And sort of having that friendship over summer and defeating a sort of a demonic space clown, you know, from their summer break. Uh, that's sort of my retort for the the sort of the summertime and the the issue you're having in regards to the horror aspect of it. Yeah, look, I think that that can we've got a we've got a really recent example of that being done really well with Midsummer, where the amount of light in that film actually becomes oppressive. Whereas here, it's just idyllic and I think acts as a respite from what is meant to be a horror film. Yeah, see, I, I don't, I just can't necessarily agree with, with that because I find when the scenes that Pennywise comes out, he sort of, he does appear from the shadows. Like, of course, the, the Georgie scene, it's raining, he's in the sewers, fair enough. But where Mike is essentially, he's seeing his burning parents sort of come out of the door and then he's inside of a meat locker hanging, you know, by his neck. Or we see him sort of in the sewers. He is hiding in the dark, but he's always sort of appearing out of the shadows coming out. So you get that sort of, the kids are sort of safe, Pennywise is coming out. Then at the end of the film, they go, you know, fuck it, let's go after him. And they, they venture into darkness and into sewers to fight Pennywise. So it's sort of that, the start of the, the sort of the 60 to 70% of the film is the sun with the darkness encroaching closing in. And then it's essentially the kids going, well, fuck it, let's go after him and them approaching the darkness. Can anyone tell me if the uh, the painted lady was meant to look like a rubber version of Marilyn Manson? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just your interpretation of art. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the, that zombie outside the random decaying Victorian mansion that's in this. Th- like, that's the leper. Was that, was that uh, actually fucked from a late eighties Peter Jackson effort? Because geez, it looks like it. <laughs> Take it back! <laughs> <laughs> and I love late 80s Peter Jackson. Let's let's be clear on that. Yeah. Good, I love all these guys, actually, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is hard, man. Wayne, what do you think? You got any thoughts? I gotta say that the the the, the, the four team, these kids here, yeah. very like positive and nice, obviously. But see, what happened with the other team is that they got good jabs in. It yes. was boom, 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 boom. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. So, a real tough one here. I um, I tend to go with the uh, negative guys because, hey. shit. Yeah. you know, I mean, horror movies are bullshit, so how could they not be right? Fuck you, fuckball. <laughs> <Damn>, I, <yes. laughs> uh, I vote for you, Wayne. It's because of the soundboard, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have to listen to Wayne, but... Uh... <laughs> I just don't think Wayne was listening. I think it was just zoning out, staring into his monitor. <laughs> <laughs> with his eyes pointing in different directions. <laughs> It's hard, man. Duty, you had a lot of specifics that were like really well thought out and like, you know, and really, yeah, like enlightening in terms of how the film went. Topher, you had some real good comebacks to some of those and some real good insults and, you know, sort of, yeah, sure, like sucking up to me about New Zealand is fine. <laughs> hey, man, I'm half Kiwi. You could have shown me some fucking love. Exactly, exactly. But, oh, man, it's like flip a coin on both here. And since Wayne said the negative, I'm going to go with the positive. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What? Dean, fist pump so high in the air then. <laughs> what is the point of having a co-host to help you decide if you're just going to go against him? him? Look, look, I think a we all can agree alone. whatever Wayne says, do the opposite, can't we? Is That's it? right. That is my mandate. Okay, don't suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
Anyway, that means that the final tally there is two points to the positives, one point to the negative, and now we're going to get straight into the final round. What we're going to do for the final round is we're going to have one representative from each team uh, state their final case. They can touch on anything and everything about the film, um, just have free range at it, and then the negatives is going to do the same thing, have free range about the film, and then you're all going to argue with each other. So, positive posse, would you guys like to nominate one of you to deliver your final salvo? Oh, I'm quite, I'm quite happy with Daniel to continue his uh, emotional ways. All right, sure. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. Well, let, let me just open up by saying... I will that- do no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> you listen here, all right? <laughs> let, me, let me just say, I am not a big horror fan at all. Horror is my worst like genre. I can't stand... Yeah, exactly. But listen, if this horror film can get a four star out of me and be entertaining on such strong levels with some genuine scary moments, some fantastic characters, a well, well-written well script, really good production values, great visual effects. How can I not... How can you not say this is a bad film if I hate horror How films in general? How can you say great visual effects It is a great visual press. effects. Yeah, it is reaching, terrible. Man. Hey, hey, All right, oh, and oh, explain to me this. You'll, you'll get your turn soon, Dean. Let, let Daniel Shut up, Dean. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Oh, you know, okay, sweet. <laughs> Can I finish? Can I finish? Okay, I finished. All right, you explain this to me. This this villain, this big bad of this film, Pennywise, this is someone who he plans all these attacks, all these things to try and catch these kids. He gets defeated by things like, you know, closing a door, walking slowly up some stairs. <laughs> he comes out in a garage. How are we going to defeat this big monster? I know. Let's open the garage door. Yeah, oh, go on the light. Let's I put the have light the on biggest him. retort right now. Now, let me say to you, Dave. Oh, oh, I wasn't finished. Oh, All right. God, okay. You cut me off. <laughs> let me speak. <laughs> I hadn't finished with how pathetic our villain is here, who's uh, the way they defeat him for the time being at the end of the film is with bats, with sticks. Oh, my God. Are you? Did you watch the fucking movie? This is ridiculous. Did you actually go back and watch it finally? I did. I watched it. I watched you, it all. You do realise that he plays on their fear and he wants them to be as fearful as possible and they defeat him by not being scared of him anymore. He's become... He, well, no he's wonder they're not scared of him. He's not scary. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I'll just go out in the garden and get this That's little wooden pole opinion. and we'll fucking hit him a couple of times and he'll go. They I'm not even sure the- how they can even make a sequel. They all go down to that well as a team, as a community, as these friends that have yeah, banded as together. As a team. Shut and the, the one, the hell the up, one, the one who, the one who actually says, "Guys, we need to defeat it." As a team, is Billy right? You know what he does immediately after he says that? He sees his fucking dead brother, and he goes and chases him alone. And don't tell me he thinks it's Georgie. He knows it's Pennywise because he picks up the gun when he goes to do it. Where is the consistency with these people? The reason why that Pennywise is is getting them scared, like the, the rolling up of the door and he's disappearing, is because the more scared, because Pennywise feeds on kids because he likes the way they taste. And the more scared they are, the greater they taste. So he's essentially seasoning the fuck out of these kids, going a bit of fucking he's fear, some good garlic, a bit of salt, some paprika. All but of that why doesn't he shit. do this all the time? Like, what about Henry's he henchman Patrick? He just, he's just walking around the drain and gets destroyed. Why? That's right. If you're a main character, you're fine. No, I can yeah. accept it he's, if it's consistent. The but the whole thing with this movie is let's just do what we think will look cool for a bit and then forget about what actual in-the-world rules we've set. No, he's not a normal tradition. He's not a, a fucking Michael Myers of a cunt. He is a devourer of worlds. He is an extraterrestrial, demonic sort of creature. So he's not going to essentially abide by the rules that which... that. There we is assume. rules, though. It is an issue, though, that if you if you do feed on fear, you probably should be scary. Like, I'm scared of Stranger Things, and I'm not scared of Pennywise. 
but that's the thing. Like he'll know what like he'll know what you're scared of and sort of turn into that. Like essentially, we know that um, we know that Richie is scared of clowns, so he doesn't necessarily need to do anything. We know that Eddie is fucking. He's having constant drugs, essentially placebos, and gazebos. so he looks as gazebos. Yes, so he looks like a leper, and he's covered in diseases and stuff like that. So, so why he does is- he immediately change back to the clown? I thought his form is just what is most scary. No, no, he no. I just quickly say, the, the- you, Dean, you said that. Oh, he kills this Henry's Henry's mate like in an instant. How do you know he kills him? You see, at the end, he has all the souls of all the people. What do you? What did he not just do the same to Georgie? Is he done the same to this guy? You you assume that he's gone and killed him and eaten him? Are no, you, are you saying that pilot. Georgie survived getting his arm bitten off? He's done exactly the same to every one I of these kids are. he's found. He's got them. He's he's procuring them. He's 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 getting them he's all together. He's seven years old, Hendo. Thing. What the fuck are you talking about? See, you don't even know. You're not even listening to me. <laughs> well, if you talk some I've, sense, I've just, I would I've, listen I've to I've you. Just, I've just gotten in a, uh, a a recent news report from my wife, and she says it's like those people who eat dogs. They torture them before they kill them because they taste better. Where That's from that my come from? What? That's a lot. She just says it to me. Okay. Continue. <laughs> yep. Carry on. I love the idea of Judy's wife in the background there just Googling shit that's really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't even know what we were talking about either. <laughs> <laughs> I do <didn't> know. <laughs> I think a real problem with any any film where you're meant to be scared or what, like the, any problem with a film that has a big bad antagonist is when you start cheering for said antagonist. And any time a little kid goes off on their own in this film, I'm like, you fucking little idiot, I hope he gets you. But don't you don't you see that? that, doesn't, that doesn't that happen with every horror film, though? Yes, you and just that's why like, I say, hate horror, like the horror films. <laughs> so, so you've just automatically blanketed this film as, it's a horror, I hate it, I, yeah. I don't care what's yeah, going to happen. because it this is, is bog-standard horror, and so many people say it rises above the genre when it's not. It's in the muck. Yeah, this is nothing but jump scares in this movie. Like, it's just jump scare after jump scare. It's basically as bad as those movies where you hear a fucking cat in the background to try scare you. Like, that's basically oh, I what completely, this movie I does. disagree completely. I don't, think that, I don't think this had the definition of a jump scare. This has... Like, you don't think there's a single jump scare in this movie? You Are you high? I, I jump- don't think Kendo knows what a jump scare is. I define a jump scare as something that I anticipate is going to happen. Like, it's, it's, it's out of the norm. This was fluent with their jump scares. I didn't feel any jump scares in this film. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll agree. I'll I actually 100% agree with that because when you see Georgie and Pennywise at the start of the sewer, it's like he's, he's sort of – he's being friendly to him. He's getting him to sort of let his guard down a little bit. And you as the viewer going, yeah, yeah that kid's going to fucking die. But – as you're watching the film, like you're, you're expecting that because, like, yep, the kids talking to a clown, you know, kids and clowns, fair enough. And then we're not expecting a jump scare. There are some scenes here and there that are like, fuck, that's good, but it's not a constant jump scare film. Have to agree to disagree there. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. That's what a debate is. It's it's agreeing and disagreeing. Look, I don't know what you guys are all banging on about on the negative side of the table. This film is unsettling as fuck. Are you trying to tell me when they're cutting fucking Ben's, or his name into Ben's gut, that you weren't squirming in your seat? This film, it does so much more than just try and be a horror film. I will, as I said before in my argument, I'll agree it's not the scariest film of all time, but it's a very effective film that you get to connect with and emote for these characters. And that's all film is trying to do. And for the three of you, the only three people in the world who hate this movie, to somehow <laughs> found each so other not true. through the reaches of podcast land, is it's beautiful in a way, but oh, I'm sorry. I'm just sorry for the, how miserable your lives must be. <laughs> there are dozens of us. 
We also, it's possible that there's more of us think that the way to uh, revive an unconscious girl is not to kiss her without consent. <laughs> yeah, someone retort that. Well, it was, exactly. that or the, it was that or the orgy scene. I the right part. Yeah, yeah. If your choices are kiss a girl and bring her back from unconsciousness or essentially do six dudes in a sewer. If you look at the scene as well, when the first scene that the kids are actually see Pennywise, because he was always hidden in a tent when he wasn't actually filming. The first scene in chapter one where the kids actually see Pennywise is when Eddie's fallen through the roof and Pennywise comes out of the fridge. And if you look at the actor who's playing Eddie, you can see he is freaked the fuck out big time because it's the first time he's seeing Pennywise. But Bill Skarsgård is not breaking character. He's not saying, hi, how are you? He's just appearing from a fridge and acting. And you can see the full-on fear in their eyes as well. I love how little faith they actually had with these actors to be able to act like they're scared. (laughs) So they had to actually hide the big bad. Because, you know, if they actually said to him, right, now you've got to act scared, it would just fall apart, wouldn't it? But look at Alien, though. They didn't tell everyone that fucking chestburster was going to come out of someone's chest. comparing this to Alien? (laughs) That particular form of acting. Alien's far (laughs) superior, right? Xenomorphs don't just irritate you to death. (laughs) (laughs) That particular form of acting, though, not telling the actors what's going on, so then when the cameras are rolling, they're completely unaware, they're freaking out. Like, that's a similar thing to what they did with It is they didn't show any of the kids what Pennywise looked like. They just said he's going to come out of the fridge, he's going to act, and they did. And in, similar to Alien, they didn't say that the chestburster was going to come out of John Hurt's chest. Yeah, genuine reaction. wearing raincoats. Sh- showing yeah. how scary this, this Pennywise is to have an actual character, an actual actor, see them for the first time and get the shit scared out of him. I mean, does that not sum it up perfect? Well, I'm glad someone was scared by Pennywise at least. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you know, if this was uh, if this was a New Zealand movie oh, or a, you know, set in New Zealand, this, uh, this would be a five-star amazing film. Just wanted to, you know... Get is, the is, fuck like, out. Yeah, who's this? You feel like you need <laughs> to do this because you realise you've lost this already. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, you're I'm only, just, you're the I'm only way you can in. actually have a chance is to try and butter up the, the judge here. No, I think we're going to get three points out of this one. <laughs> Look, anyone who's actually read the book knows that there's actually not that much Pennywise in the book. And that's my biggest problem with the film is the amount of this clown they try to cram in there. It's like someone looked at the book cover with a picture of a clown on it and adapted it just from looking at that. Because, you know, you're right. What he's meant to do is try create fear and play off fear. And that's what I don't get from the movie. It's just a clown chasing a bunch of kids until the final act is them literally beating him with sticks. I don't find kids beating a clown with sticks that interesting. Can I um, break ranks here and say something positive about about it? Yes. Yes, do it. You can if you want. It's a risky movie. Better than chapter two. (laughs) <laughs> it is better than chapter two, that's for sure. If you didn't like a lot of clown in chapter one, well, let me tell oh, you. Fuck. <laughs> chapter, chapter two was s- abysmal. Yeah, okay. Oh, woof. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not going to give my thoughts that. on that because we record in like two hours for that, so I'm going to keep that very us harsh. Too, yeah. Us too. Yeah, we're recording straight after this. Yeah, yeah you, you've heard it here. Chapter one is better than chapter two. That Put that in your, in your notes there, Sam. It's not better a than high least, bar. You haven't even Uga. seen chapter two, Hendo. I don't care. I, all I heard then, put it like it's one of those tabloids. Billy and Topher say chapter one better film. Yep, it is at you know it's at least the second worst film ever. From what we're saying, here. <laughs> at least put that on the poster. Okay, 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 look, no, I don't know. Have you uh, seen twenty eighteen Halloween? Boy. That's pretty bad. Tommy Boy. Yeah. <laughs> Halloween twenty eighteen. That's pretty bad. Better than it. Yeah, I'm, I'd actually agree with that. Yeah, definitely better than it. <laughs> Halloween sucks. Oh, this is this has been interesting, guys. <laughs> 
Uh, Wayne, what do you think? I'm going to throw it over to you. <laughs> I've been enjoying the negative people more. I've just been enjoying them more. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's more Barbie. It's just piss funny. And I hate horror movies. So what are you going to do, right? So that's just me. Or if I really may summarize the negative team in, in a one Wayne quote. All of your arguments oh, are like off. my asshole, man. <laughs> man, all right. Fuck this shit. All right? Perfection. <laughs> Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to call it. Yeah, I'm with you, Wayne. I think the negative team just had a bit more than the positive team. Bite. That being said, <laughs> MVP of this entire debate has got to be duty. My God, you brought it. You ha- oh, wow. Yeah, you, you did, man. You had the facts, and my fi- favorite line of this entire episode so far is he's not a Michael Myers of a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Easily well my done, favorite boys. line. Well done, Good fun. Well done. Yep. Yeah, good, good job, job guys. guys. Well done to the negatives. Good work, guys. Thanks, Thanks, everybody. Good job, Tan. Yeah, thank you very much. Anyway, this has been an amazing first attempt at a movie masturbate. I think we've all had fun. I think we're all still going to be friends after this. Maybe we've learned something today. Don't know about that. <laughs> <We're> absolutely. <laughs> now we'll do our, you know, do all, all of us will do a plug for our podcast. And uh, Wayne and Paul, why don't you lead us off? Oh well, uh, thank you, Sam, for hosting today. Thanks to all the other competitors. It's been uh, been a lot of fun. As as much as it might have sounded like we got really uh, narky with each other, at least at this end, it was um, we we had a good laugh. <laughs> Uh, I was a little scared. I was a little you can scared. find us uh, on Twitter at the Countdown PC via email at the Countdown Podcast at gmail.com and we have a Facebook listed community. Search for the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews on Facebook. Cheers. Word. Cool. Uh, next up in alphabetical order is the IMDb Junior Podcast. Tell us all about yours. Yeah, if you want to go ahead and hear more of Dean and I just verbally bashing each other every episode over other movies and everything in general, you can check us out at all the other regular podcast catches, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, blah, 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 Spotify, all that right. Re- regular jazz you can uh, get hold of us on twitter at imdb journey and as well as facebook as facebook.com slash imdb journey excellent and of course duty the mvp why don't you tell us all about shaken not nerd uh yep so shaken not nerd we release uh twice a week of course there's the shaken not nerd episodes releasing on monday where this week we'll be talking about it chapter two and on fridays we do a video game one called shaken not noob and uh we'll be talking we've just talked about gears of war five and the gears of war melbourne event uh and we'll be talking about uh the shit ghost recon Breakpoint and Man of Medan horror game uh, this week. Excellent. That's all at Shaken.nerd. Excellent. And then finally, Topher and Tommy Boy's only fan, Billy. <laughs> B Dizzle. Why don't you tell <laughs> us about what we watched? Please. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, everyone. This was legit fun. We love all of you guys' shows, which is how this all kind of came together. Uh, you can find us at wewatchthethink.com or we watch the thing at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, me as your host, Sam Hurley, I co-host uh, the podcast Movie Reviews and 20Qs, show where we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. And yeah, find us uh, same apps you can find all these guys or over on Twitter at Movie Reviews In or Facebook at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. Anyway, thanks, guys. Thanks for everything. Oh, as I said, judging a whole bunch of Australians. Fuck, I've never been this erect. <laughs> <laughs> and to all you members of the Team Positive, I, you know, I still respect you and, uh, you know, I especially respect your views more than Billy's. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because he's not joking. <laughs> <laughs>